No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, terrific. Language and writing were made available. He'll teach you everything. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hello, hello, hello. This is John Helps You Write Better, and I'm still John. So if you're not doing anything, you want to um you want to write better? Yeah, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about age. Not like in that creepy way, not like in the, you know, we have to lower the age of consent bullshit libertarian child gross way, but more like just an awareness, I guess would be the word. Do you know the age of the the person you're writing to? Because you're writing to somebody. Your book is going to go away from you and go out into the world, and it's going to be read by another person. And that person uh, has an age. So I'm asking, have you stopped to think about what age that is? There's a couple different ways to figure this out. One, you can look at sort of the, the bracket, the big umbrella around your book. Are you writing adult, young adult, new adult? And you can use that as an age range. Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. Or should I say there's nothing wrong with that in theory? Because if young adult readers are young adult age and you're writing young adult writing, then everybody's getting what they want and what they need and what they're expecting. But where this sort of falls apart and where this kind of takes a a hard turn into, huh, I probably never thought about it this way, is when you realize that the number one consumer of young adult fiction are adult married women, generally in their late 20s to early 30s or late 20s all the way up to 40, depending on where you're getting that data from, whether it's Publishers Weekly, whether it's directly from like Penguin, or whether you're looking at polls that Amazon did. You are number one consumer of books that are normally aimed for kids. Yeah, kids under the age of 18. So uh, young adult is generally skewed uh, about age 12-ish or so, all the way up to about 16, 17, maybe 18 if you're pushing. Um, That's children's books. They used to be called teen, if that helps any. The number one consumer of books for teens are women, old women. Now, I'm I'm not saying old women like old ancient women, but women who are no longer clearly teens are the number one consumer of teen books. So who are you writing for? And what are you writing? And why are you writing it? When the most popular kinds of fiction in the space are dominated by immature concepts of things, how does that affect what we write? When you go looking for uh, books, series, authors, canons, you know, lengthy universes with all these different offshoots and chapters, and you're seeing fundamentally teen drama at worst, or maybe at best, and sloppy, uncrafted fan fiction at worst, and it's supposed to be written for an age bracket of teens, 
And here you are, your number one consumer being adult women with disposable income. Do you write it so that it's read by a teen? Do you compose it with a teenager in mind? Or do you write it knowing that there's this nearly 30-year-old woman who really wants to relive that escapism and that low-threat prose where it's just easy and disposable and, oh, my God, it's all tropes. Like, who do you, who do you aim for? How you answer that question is entirely up to you. There is no one right answer for this, and that's, that's part of the problem because the longer we reward low-effort readership and uh, build around the idea that our consumer is one age bracket and one demographic, whereas our expected readership is another age bracket and another demographic, as long as we cater up and say, yeah, I understand that women are the number one reader of YA fiction. I'm going to write it for the gal pals. You, you really end up in a situation where you're not really writing young adult. You're writing adult fiction masquerading as young adult fiction. So what happens? We cater to a lot of tropes. We put the characters into a lot of situations that young adults would not normally face. A lot of sexual pressure, a lot more sexual pressure than teens would normally expect. A lot more complex emotional decisions, a lot more larger world-building decisions, a lot of just extra stuff that you would expect in adult fiction. So what do we do? How do we fix this? What do we do about this? The best solution is to no longer expect that low bar. Don't tolerate books like that. Don't go after books. Don't promote books. Don't, don't, Don't celebrate the book that uses trauma and bioessentialism. Don't celebrate the books that are, you know, bright and breezy and disposable. Don't celebrate the books that use sex as a pressuring device to move the plot forward. Don't celebrate the book based solely on the strength of its tropes. Look instead at the material. Is it well-crafted? Are the sentences evocative? Are the paragraphs feasible? Does each chapter flow together? Or are we just pandering to those adult women who still wish they were teenagers because they had a much lower problem ratio in their lives and they can just escape into this bullshit and we can somehow tolerate and expect writing's quality to drop because they're just looking for a quick sale and some tropes they can scream, cry, and throw up about on TikTok. We'll talk tomorrow about why book talk is one of the worst inventions of all mankind. Um, but for now, please understand that what I'm challenging you to do is reconsider your audience. You're writing this kind of book. It's supposed to go to this kind of audience. So ask yourself and ask publishing and take a look at the industry and take a look at everything. Ask why, if we're writing a book for teens, the number one reader isn't teens. It's a question worth asking. And now part of that answer is capitalism. Part of that answer is sales. Part of that answer is demographics and and marketing and all this stuff. But there's another part of this answer that's under our control as writers. We can sit and take a look at how we built the story and whether or not we are crafting it and shaping it in a way where, yes, the story is accessible to teenagers. The story is a frame and a reference point for their lives, their voices, their experiences. 
as opposed to, I'm another princess in a magic kingdom who lives for 120 years. When the moon rises over those trees, then this magical bullshit happens, and somehow I fall in love with two different bad boys, and we all ride dragons, or we're all horse girls, or some nonsense like that. When are we going to accept better from everybody and every link in the bookmaking chain? That's today's question. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.